What's going on guys? Welcome back to the show. Today we are going to be talking about the next experiment that I'm gonna be doing with my program. If you guys have followed the podcast, you know that I just finished a six month experiment where I kept my programming exactly the same or I tried to, um, to see what would happen. Would I run into a physiological plateau where I literally couldn't gain strength on a movement just because I had done it for so long without swapping it? Or would I run into joint problems because I'm doing the same movements over and over and over in the same way, taxing the joints in the same way without changing it up? Or was I gonna run into a sheer mental block of boredom from doing the same shit over and over? And I think it was such a good educational, uh, good experience for me from an education standpoint to kind of learn the things that I did learn. The original episode is, is episode 119 if you wanna go back and listen to the more of the beginning of that experiment. And I did an update episode, uh, episode 131. It'll be a couple episodes back from the one that you're listening to right now. And so before we talk about the experiment that I'm gonna be doing going forward, why am I doing these experiments at all? For me at this stage in my life, my main goal is really connecting with the really long term, which is how can I stay motivated enough to get into the gym enough times to maintain where I'm at and maybe gain a little bit, maybe a little muscle, maybe a little strength, um, to be as fit as possible for as long as possible. And I don't think trying to be as fit as possible for as long as possible means pedal to the metal all the time. I'm thinking a bit more longevity wise now. Um, I've spent a lot of my life trying to be, you know, gain muscle, build, you know, uh, strength, change my physique. And that's awesome. I don't look at those things. I don't look down on those things. Those are awesome. Great goals, super fun. You know, changing physique is fun. You know, building muscle is fun. Seeing your body change, seeing the, the fruits of your labor is fun. Getting stronger, it's awesome. It's all super amazing for health as well to a point, of course. Uh, and at this point in my life, I'm just no longer super motivated by getting even more muscular, right? Uh, getting even stronger. I'm just not sure that that's something I'm connecting with lately. I definitely want to maintain the musculature that I have and I wouldn't mind gaining some more, that's fine. Same with strength, um, but I'm, these experiments, changing up the programming a little bit, changing up the style of programming, going at this with a bit more, for me, where I am, an educational standpoint where I'm trying to learn things, um, it's keeping me extra motivated. Like I am so motivated, maybe not, if you guys follow my stories, you know, sometimes I'm not in the mood to work out, which is like, okay, I'm human, it happens, but I'm still getting, getting it done because these experiments are really interesting to me and they're a part of how I stay motivated. So. Um, again, on top of that, why should you care? I think that there are lessons to learn. I'm not picking these things randomly. The last experiment was all about seeing how long I could keep my programming the same. And I think that in a world where we fucking flip-flop between things all the time, changing out exercises, gotta shock the body. Like what would happen if you changed nothing? Um, and I think the results would surprise most of you uh, based on kind of what my experience was. And so what is this experiment that I'm doing? Why am I doing it? I'll talk you guys through it, what I think the learning experiences with the opportunities to learn might be. And this experiment that I'm doing is for the next two mesocycles is the goal. Obviously, it's subject to change based on whatever I feel like doing. Um, I'm gonna be training every single day. I'm gonna be training seven days a week for the next two mesocycles. I will take a deload in between, but I'm gonna be training seven days a week. Now, traditionally, if someone tells you they're training seven days a week, you, you scoff at them and, and you tell them that that's dumb. Uh, and in most cases, it is dumb um, because if, if somebody without context tells you that they're training seven days a week, one of two things is likely. One is that they're training adequately hard. They're actually going to the gym and working hard and doing like full workouts. That person 
will get worse gains because that is not an amount of work that they can recover from. And they will eventually physiologically run into a point where they're not recovering from sessions. And if you're not recovering, you're not gonna be making positive adaptations. Long story short, if you do seven days a week and you're actually training like 60 to 90 minutes, you know, really close to failure, you know, uh, stimulative, mostly compound lifts, length and position stuff, um, you're not gonna recover from that. And that's gonna be too much. It's gonna be too much for your body to handle. On the flip side, if you are doing seven days a week and you are training 16 to 90 minutes and you're doing all that same stuff and you are telling me that you are not dying and you are recovering fine and you feel fine, then I can reasonably deduce that you're just not training that hard because that would be too much if you were training adequately. Now, is there an option C here? And that's the option that I will be exploring, which is a very general idea of more frequency, shorter duration. And so I'm not doing seven days a week, six exercises, 90 minutes, hard, close to failure, length and position. I'm not doing that. I'm taking the workout that I was doing four days a week, and we'll talk through this in a bit, and I'm just stretching it over more days. And so we'll talk a bit about kind of why you might increase frequency, but I'm going to keep my workout plan mostly the same, but I'm going to split it up over longer days or over more days and thus shorter sessions. So specifically, what was I doing before this? I was doing four days a week, upper, lower, upper, lower, and I was doing one plyometric cardio workout, mostly for like ankle rehabilitation. And for those of you guys that don't know, I fucking shattered my ankle, tore every ligament that I could uh, a couple months back, several months back now. Um, and it's been a, it's been a bit it's been a bit of a tough road uh, emotionally. I really want to get back to playing soccer. It was a big part of my life, but my ankle feels pretty good now, maybe 75, 80 um, percent. And so I can live my normal life. I can go for hikes with Cali. I can go for walks. Uh, I can go for a run. But the idea of like full-blown, 100% explosive athletic training is still something I think I'm quite far from. So I'm working with a physical therapist. Anyway, we have one day per week that's like plyometric, cardio, ankle rehabilitation. Um, and so that is one day per week. And then I will be, and then obviously I was doing upper, lower, upper, lower. So it was upper, lower, upper, lower plyometrics, let's say. So five days a week is what I was doing. Now I'm doing seven days a week. And so a couple things to remember, kind of some of the take homes from this sort of experiment is that split and frequency is mostly irrelevant. What I mean is like how you break up your workouts is mostly irrelevant. A lot of people, what's the best split? What's the best, should I do back and buy or should I do back and tricep? Should I do a full body day or upper day or lower day or a push day? At the end of the day, if you do the same amount of work, how you split it up is almost entirely irrelevant. I think that in the margins, we can have discussions about some maybe ways we can get a little bit more out of our training, maybe things we can do to organize it so it's a little bit better for performance or recovery. But man, if you, if you tell me, uh, you're training four days a week, should you do upper lower or should you do full four full body days or should you do an upper lower push pull or should you, if the, if the actual number of sets and effort and reps and exercises is all the same and you're just, you know, kind of organizing it in a different way, it almost entirely is irrelevant. So what I'm doing here is I'm really flexing that and I'm really stretching that and I'm just saying, Hey, I'm going to take the workout I was doing and I'm going to organize it in a different way and I'm going to see pros, cons, enjoyment, performance, and I'm gonna compare a lot of that stuff, which we will talk about in a bit. And so in general, just a general discussion of why might you increase workout frequency? So why might you train more days per week? 
Number one is if you want to do more total volume across the week. And so if I needed, I don't know, I'm gonna make this up. Let's not use like hard numbers here. If I needed, let's say 16 sets for my chest or something like that, and and 12 sets for my back and nine sets for my quads, and, and you don't need to be this precise, but let's say there was an amount of work that I needed to do. I could do that in three sessions and they would be extremely long, right? Or I could do it in six sessions and it'd be a bit shorter. And so there comes a point, It's we would call it like a, a per session volume limit. And what I mean is that there does come a point, like what if I reverse this and I say, instead of doing four days up or lower, I'm gonna do all of those sessions, all of those exercises in two days. So what I'm doing is I'm taking four days and splitting it into six. What if I was taking four days and splitting it into two? At some point, those workouts would be so long that it would be the the later exercises that I'm doing after I hit that like 90 minute mark and beyond would start to really suffer because I'm just tired. And it's not super complicated. There's, it's like, should you study, let's say you needed to study for 15 hours across the week, right? You might choose to study on more total days. You might split that up over more total days because you acknowledge, hey man, once I hit that two hour mark, everything I do after that isn't really productive. And so you might choose to study on more total days per week because you know that if you split it up over fewer days that they're gonna be so long that the later part of those sessions will suffer in quality. And so additional frequency, we say it's a tool to fit in more volume if you feel you need to, right? If someone's training three days per week and the sessions are two hours each, they might be like, well, you know, uh, I would get better, I'd be able to fit in this volume over more days more effectively. The reason number two would be better, you're looking for better performance within a session, right? It's kind of in that same breath of, you'll study better in those two hours because it's a little bit shorter than in a four hour session, right? And you might study for the same amount of hours, three times four hours, then you do six times two hours, might be the same 12 hours, but you might get better performance within each session because you're not getting to that later end of the session where you kind of burn out. That's again, something that we'll be talking about in a minute. Uh, reason number three that you might increase frequency, increase training frequency, is if you're trying to learn movement patterns. What we know about, like if you're trying to learn a technique, whether it's for your sport or it's an Olympic lift or it's anything, a squat, a deadlift, we know that frequency is what's important. Um, a lot of times people will talk about this like grease the groove mentality. Like if, if you're trying to learn a technique, maybe it's a basketball shot or a golf swing, it's more about, we, we see that frequency does matter. So, you know, if you net the same, it's the same, it's the same argument, guys. If you net, you know, let's say you're, you're trying to learn golf, you're better off having five 30-minute sessions than one 150-minute session. Like, we know that it's not a net-to-net correlate there, that they're not a one-to-one benefit, that you will get better results with more frequency. Just in the way the brain and your nervous system learns movement patterns, we know that frequency is important. Um, you know, again, if you're trying to like learn a basketball shot or something, it's better for you to have short, more frequent sessions than longer, you know, less frequent sessions. Um, and so when, when we talk about like people who are new to training, um, sometimes having them, you know, again, I was an in-person personal trainer working with people who had, you know, never ever stepped foot in the gym. And I knew that if we, you know, they weren't gonna do like just squats on Monday and then never squat again till the following Monday, First of all, you could do that and you'd be just fine, by the way. Let's not like get our fucking, um, let's not get ahead of ourselves here. You'd be fine doing that. 
But if you really wanted to learn something new, if you wanna get somebody to feel more competent with the movement, you do it more frequently, right? You might not do it as much per session that you're doing this thing, but you would do it more frequently. You would more highly prioritize the frequency than the total actual work done per session. And reason number four is personal preference. Um, you just like training, like you might, somebody might listen to me and they're like, I like the way he's organizing that. And that's my personal preference. That's totally a valid reason. It's, a, it's about as valid as any other reason, if not the most valid reason. And so for me, I'm not doing it to fit in more volume. Like I am not increasing the amount of work that I'm doing. I'm not going from four days a week to, it's really four days a week to five days a week. Um, actually it's four days a week to six days a week. Um, I'm not increasing the amount of sets that I'm doing. So this idea of me adding days to my week, training more frequently is not a tool I'm using to do more work. Is it number two? Am I doing it to improve performance? I'm not doing it for that specific reason, but I am interested if my performance increases. Now I bet it will, I bet it will. What I mean by that is if I go, if, if I look at my workout and I have chin-ups, uh, dumbbell press and lateral raise, and that's all I have to do for the session. I bet that my performance on those will be really good because I'm I'm going into that without as much of an emotional burden of how long this workout's gonna be. I know that I can get in, work hard, and get out. And what I also know is that maybe those lateral raises that I'm doing at the end of this session, maybe I normally would have done them fifth or sixth on a much longer workout, like fifth or sixth exercise for that day. And maybe I would have shown up for the lateral raises a little bit more fatigued. And so maybe my performance on lateral raises because they're happening third, because I'm not showing, I'm just doing a set of pull-up, a couple sets of pull-ups, a couple sets of presses, and then I'm doing my lateral raises and I'll feel quite fresh that maybe I get better performance on those. Now that's not my motivation for this. I'm, again, we talked about like, I'm not really, I'm not really concerned with like fucking optimizing my performance right now, but I am interested if that happens. I'm certainly interested in how that goes for sure. That is a big uh, thought of mine is like, will my performance go up? Because emotionally the workouts are less daunting when I look at them and because maybe there are certain things that usually happen at the at the dead end of a session when I'm trying to get the fuck out of there that I'm now doing earlier in the session uh, that maybe get a, a better effort. They get, my, they get my better effort, maybe. But, and, and, and the third reason would be, am I doing it to learn the movements better? Not really, I'm choosing moves that I, I know well, plus God, for hypertrophy, we don't have the most complex stuff in the world. We're not doing snatches and cleans and stuff. And so that's not really uh, uh, why I'm doing it. But I am interested in number four. I'm interested in personal preference. I'm interested in, in enjoyment. And I will break down exactly what I'm doing with the programming. I know that that's probably what you guys are uh, want to hear. Um, I will break down exactly how I'm going about splitting this up. Um, but I'm big on number four. I'm big on personal preference. I'm interested if higher frequency, more sessions, and shorter sessions is something that I enjoy. Now, could I do this in a less extreme way? Could I turn four workouts into five? Did I have to turn four workouts into six, knowing that with that extra plyometric day that I'm gonna be training every single day? I could have done that, but I kind of wanted to take it a little bit further to make a point to myself to really get the workout time low. Um, my workouts will be somewhere in that like 25 to 35 minute range. One of the workouts even being less than that, but, um, I mean, I wanted to kind of push that a little bit to the extreme just to just to see if the effects were more tangible that way. Um, yeah, so I, I wrote, it's just an experiment to see if I'll enjoy it more or less or the same. Like, I wanna see how I feel having shorter workouts and doing them more frequently. I might love looking at my session and, and knowing that I can do it. I can run downstairs first. I have a home gym, which we'll talk about in a second. Um, 
I might love the idea of, of my workout, knowing that my workout's gonna take me 25 minutes, that I can run down in between calls, you know, and just get my workout in. And I don't need a big pre-workout and I don't need like a big emotional um, kind of stimulation. I don't need to get super psyched up for each session. Um, you know, some people will take, you know, will do have similar arguments for people that do two a days where they're like, they, you know, professional bodybuilders, some of them do two a days. They're not doing two full workouts per per day. They're splitting a, you know, a normal size workout for them into two sessions because they think, you know, I'll perform better if I do that. And emotionally I'll be, it'll be uh, more preferred because I look at the workout and it's less daunting. Um, and so I'm curious how I'm going to feel. I'll talk through some of my expectations, pros and cons. Um, you know, sometimes I'm, I'm working really hard during certain weeks of, you know, my group program and, you know, I don't stop working till seven, eight o'clock, uh, sometimes later. And could I, could I go down and get a workout in then, you know, could I be more productive during the day and know that I could just pop down and do a, a 20 to 40 minute workout. And that would be something that I could handle instead of being like, ugh, you know, this 75 minute workout that I was going to do, I, you know, I can't do now, you know? Um, and so I'm not sure how that's going to go. So how am I organizing this? I'll try and keep this podcast short. These always go longer than I, you know, just, I end up rambling. How am I splitting this up? I was doing upper, lower, off, upper, lower, plyometric, off. And that's kind of how it was. It didn't really matter which, you know, uh, which order things were in, but I was doing uh, four days a week of hypertrophy with one day of this plyometric training. I was doing two upper days and two lower days. And so what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna take the exercises. I built my program already uh, before, it's funny, I built the program for four days a week before I decided to do this experiment. And then I decided to do the experiment. So basically what I've done is my two upper days will turn into three upper days. So I'll maybe take one or two exercises from each of those two upper days and I'll put them on a third day. And I'm gonna do the same thing for my lower body days. So it was two lower body days, now it's three lower body days. But I'm doing the same amount of work that I was doing in two days, just over three days. So maybe my two upper days were each 60 minutes for a total of 120 minutes for a total of two hours. And now I'm gonna have three times 40 minutes. That makes sense? I'm not using this as an opportunity to do more work, although generally this idea of increasing frequency, that could be one of your motivations. I'm literally just seeing, will I enjoy this process more with, with shorter sessions? And obviously the trade-off is more frequent sessions. Um, and so it just, it was interesting that I had built the program for, for four days a week, and then I had to change it to six days a week, uh, which was kind of just a fun thing of like, ooh, how do I wanna split this up? Do I want six evenly hard days? or do I want um, a couple harder days than others? You know, do I take the easy exercises, like the systemically, the low systemic fatigue exercises, the low emotional fatigue exercises, the shorter setup exercises, the ones that take less time to set up, and do I put those all on one day so that I have this like sort of easier day uh, that almost feels like an off day kind of? Um, and, and so whatever, spoiler alert, that is what I did, I actually took um, the easier, lower systemic fatigue exercises, and I took those off of each day. You could say the accessory work, you could say the isolation work. And so I have a delt bicep tricep workout. So I took basically, I'm gonna be doing incline curls, cable lateral raise, um, and cross cable extensions. Three sets of each, close to failure. And that's one workout, it's three sets of each of those. And emotionally, that I'll look at that and I can do that you know, not with my eyes closed sort of thing. I'm not, it's not that I'm not gonna put effort, but if I look down at my workout for the day and it's three sets of cable lateral raise, three sets of incline curl, three sets of cross cable extension, I could do that at nine o'clock at night. 
in 25 minutes, you know? And it emotionally, it won't be something that's daunting. Um, and so I'm, I'm curious how that goes. Now, my other two upper body days will be more compound lifts, more bilateral rows and presses, things that are just a little bit more, they take a little bit more emotional motivation and, and obviously they're a little bit harder and moving a little bit more weight, that sort of stuff. Um, I could have made them all equally difficult, right? I could have taken a little bit from each day and made three equally difficult days, but I'm, I'm interested to see how this goes. Um, and, and so far this week, whatever, so far it's been fine, but I'm, you know, I'm in the middle of week one right now, so who knows? So, so what are my expectations? Listen, the pros are obvious. Workouts will feel less daunting. Each workout individually in a bubble will be more enjoyable because they're shorter. Um, and I can fit them in whenever. You know, a lot of people, oh, I love working out. That's cool. But like, some people hear like, well, they'll be more enjoyable because they're shorter. That's like a weird negative outlook of not enjoying working out. I I'm, I don't love working out. I like working out. But if I could work really hard for three exercises, three sets each, nine total sets, and get the fuck out of there in 30, 35 minutes, that's more enjoyable to me than looking at a, down at my paper and seeing six exercises that it's going to take me like 90 minutes, you know? Um and so to me, that's a no brainer in terms of in a bubble, each individual workout, I will enjoy more because I know I don't have to do as much. Um, just kind of at the end of a long work day, when I look down at my session, I know that that session is going to be quick. Now, obviously the downside is that I have no days off. You know, that's just like totally blatantly obvious downside is that I will never have a day off. And I think that people will hear that and they're like, well, that can't be right. Um, but at the end of the day, my work to rest ratio will be the same. Now, I think if you wanted to have a real kind of intellectually stimulating argument about the importance of having an isolated full on rest day where you do no training, even with an, an equated work to rest ratio, which is what I have, I'm doing the same amount of work just in a different amount of time. And the amount of time I'm working versus resting is the same. Um, I think you could make an argument there that maybe there's something uniquely beneficial about having a full day off. But that's one of the reasons I'm doing this experiment to see if that is something that I actually feel. Will the enjoyment of having, you know, a short workout at the end of a long work day, uh, you know, maybe improved, uh, improved performance, maybe improved enjoyment of each individual workout, will that outweigh the lack of off days? And Here's, here's what I'm thinking. Uh, I'll tell you kind of what my expectation is. Um, I think that all of that will happen. I would think I will enjoy the workouts more. I think I will look down at my workout after a long day. I think my my workout today, for those of you guys who are wondering, is uh, I, have a, I have a leg day today. I'm doing three sets of back squats, um, three sets of split squats, and three sets of calf raises. And that'll probably take me, I mean, a bit longer just because back squats, maybe I have a, a little bit to warm up but I took maybe an exercise or two off of this day that would have normally taken me 75 minutes. Now it takes me 40 minutes maybe. Um, and to me, at the end of a long work day, when the clock hits, you know, let's say five, and normally I use that five to six uh, hour to work out, sometimes it's hard. Sometimes I'm exhausted. Sometimes been, you know, I've had five calls in a row and I'm not looking for a fucking pity party. Everyone works hard. I'm not, I'm not doing any of that. But I just understand that sometimes it's hard to get up for a workout after a long work day. And by shrinking the time and and uh, the difficulty of the workouts individually, I might feel better about going down and doing them. That will definitely happen. But what happens if I miss a workout? What happens if I miss a day? You know, I love hiking with Callie on Saturdays. 
am I going to want to do a session after we do a five, six mile hike? You know, I don't know. I haven't experienced that yet. That's going to be this weekend, you know? And so my strategy was I have one upper body day, that bicep tricep delt day that I just told you about. Um, that's going to be the workout that I do on a day where I maybe do something else. Um, so if I go for a hike or something, I might come home from that hike and I'll just crush some, some arms and delts, which is extremely emotionally easy to do. Um, but this is a real concern. What if I miss a day? Like, am I doubling up? Am I just rolling into the next workout and not worrying about it? I think I'm going to commit to doubling up. Now, this isn't my recommendation for everybody who misses a workout. If you miss a workout, I'm not going to be like, you should double up the next day. I'm only doing that to keep the experiment fair and keep the actual work to rest ratio the same. Because if I miss a day and I don't make it up, then technically I'm working out less than I was prior. And the experiment to me loses a little bit of validity because obviously that's just now it's a net decrease in training per week. I don't want it to be a decrease in training per week. I just want to keep the split being the one variable that we're changing. Um, so yeah, I'm curious how it's going to go. I, I don't know how much I really do value the days I don't train. Um, I'm going to find out how much I value them and how that compares to enjoying a lower barrier of entry for the workouts. You know, it's going to be a lower, it'd be less friction for me to go down and work out um, because the workouts are going to be shorter. You know, will I crave those days off or, you know, will my workouts improve because I have less to do each day? You know, how much do I value how much they've improved? I think the workouts individually will improve, but I think maybe cumulatively the lack of full on off days might, again, psychologically it might get to me and that might actually impact the quality of my training. So I'm not sure. Um, I'm interested to see how it goes. I think there might be something for me here long-term where maybe I'm not doing seven days a week, but maybe over the long-term I'm doing, you know, just adopting a little bit of a mentality of shorter, more frequent workouts. Now, what I will say is when I think about applying this to people I work with or, you know, with a group program or whatever, it doesn't, it's not something I would recommend. Let's be totally honest, guys. I don't have kids. I work from home. I have a home garage gym. It is extremely accessible for me to go down more frequently and get a session in. For a lot of people, more frequent trips to the gym means more wasted time driving, let's say. Um, you know, And so an extra 20 minutes on your trip to, to get to the gym two more times per week is more wasted time. I think the average person probably has more responsibilities outside of this than I do. And having four days, you know, three to five days where they can carve out a little longer time is probably more practical than being like, yeah, I go to the gym every single day. Um, and so I don't want to get, I don't want to make this to be something that has, a, a, you know, a very blanket external validity for everybody that everyone's going to feel this way. Um, it's not practical for everyone to do this. Totally not. Um, nor do I think this is going to be my favorite split. I don't think I'm going to have, I think that there's room for improvement. I think going to taking this, uh, you know, this idea of shorter, more frequent sessions, I think that that's something that I will, I think is my expectation that that's something I will take with me into the future. That maybe five sessions per week, but shorter is something that because it's so accessible to me, because in the next year, two years, Jenna and I hope to be, you know, having children and maybe, um, you know, maybe really short workouts and them being more frequent is just more practical for me in that state. I don't know. Maybe that's not true. Maybe it's easier for me to carve out four times 60 minutes. I don't know. Um, but again, it's going to be interesting to switch to a mindset. Um, like it's interesting to me to switch to a mindset of like, I don't know about you guys, but, but I'll, you know, sometimes you wake up and you're like, oh, I'm is today a training day. Like, you know, it's a training day, but some days it's a training day and some days it's not. 
So you have some days where your brain knows that you're training later and some days that your brain knows you're not. For me, I won't have that anymore. It will be default, I'm always training. It is a part of my day no matter what, every single day. I'm curious if that is something that quickly becomes not a big deal and totally just like falls into my subconscious or is that something that's actually a little bit draining where every day I have that on my mind, every day it, it just is more binary where I am training and thus I incur some psychological stress of like, I should be working during that hour or I could be answering texts or I could be making a podcast or whatever. Um, so I'm curious how that will go. I'm probably gonna end that, that rant here. Just as a reminder, I guess, um, your split is mostly irrelevant. You know, I do a group program. A lot of people, you know, are, you know, will say, hey, why do you split it up this way? Uh, why not do full body or why not do full upper and full, you know, full chest on this day and full back on this day? At the end of the day, it mostly is irrelevant. Um, there are some practical reasons from having been in this game for a while that I that kind of making the workouts feel equally difficult is uh, is usually a benefit for people, not having all your hard exercises on one day and all your easy on another day. But as you can see, I just made a call to do that to some degree. I chose to have one of my workouts, both a leg day and an upper body day, be notably easier. Um, and so you could do that, but I think that there are some more logical ways to split things up. But for the most part, it is very far down the, the totem pole in terms of like, if all else is equal, will I get better gains if I do full body or upper lower? If everything else is the same, all your sets and reps and effort and all of that's the same, you won't. You'll get exactly the same results. Um, and so when we talk about how to split it up, this is me kind of taking that as an opportunity to really flex that and expand on that and take it kind of to the nth degree and see how things go. Um, I think one of my next experiments will be the opposite, will be a little bit of three times per week. And, and I think that that's a comparison I should also do, even though like in my gut, you guys can hear in the sound of my voice that the idea of doing like three times per week, 90 minute sessions, will I enjoy having more rest days, even if my workout days are notably harder? Um, I don't know. I think that's the opposite experiment that we'll have to do at some point. Um, other experiments that I think I'll be doing in the future is how little can I train, like total, like, total volume, how low can I go and still maintain or still grow? Um, you know, there's some cool research and, and I'll be talking about this minimalistic style approach in March at the Real Coaches Summit. And it's something that I'll be talking about on the podcast and in my content a little bit more. This idea of like, how little can you do and still make notable gains? You know, how little can you do and just maintain? Um, for a number of reasons, I'm not gonna go into it now, we're gonna have a full full blown podcast on that, but it's something that I'm gonna be experimenting with myself. There's some cool research that looks at just one hard set per muscle group per week is enough to grow um, and kind of challenging some of that just with my own anecdote and just seeing how that goes. So thanks for listening. Um, I'll keep you guys updated. I'll probably do uh, an experiment update at the end of each mesocycle. And so thanks for watching, thanks for listening. I'll see you guys in the next episode. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Where Optimal Meets Practical. If you liked the episode, it would mean the world to me if you posted a screenshot to your social media or left a five-star review on iTunes. That stuff really helps. If you ever want to get in touch with me, just shoot me a DM on Instagram, at Jordan Lips Fitness. I'm always around to chat. Thanks, guys. Have a good one.